Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Dave Parati, president and founder of Fine Home Contracting, LLC. Dave is here to discuss renovation loans and how they can help the burden of new home ownership with getting many deferred maintenance or dated kitchens and bathrooms remodeled prior to moving into the new home. We'll hear all about it in just a minute. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Hi, I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari. Hey there, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? Uh, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're always good. I'm good. So we got a great show for us today, don't we? Yeah, it's going to be exciting, I think. I always think they're going to be exciting. Yes, I do too. I rarely am disappointed. But you know, I do get a little uh, extra spring in my step when we're talking about money and how to help our, our listeners earn more and all that good stuff. So we're going to be focusing in a little bit on that today. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So our guest today is David Parati, president and founder of Fine Home Contracting, and it's a general contracting management company based out of Connecticut. David is an Army veteran turned entrepreneur whose goal it is to elevate the building and remodeling industry through education of clients, subcontractors, and fellow business people. Welcome, Dave. Awesome. Super honored to, to be here. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's, it's great to have you, and I really want, I'm looking forward to you sharing your experiences with our listeners on you know, just how you've built your company and how you've used loans and education of your clients to help you get where you, get, where you are today. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's definitely been a labor of love. It's been a lot of sleepless nights, I think, along with a, a lot of other, you know, business owners. It's, it's, um, it's been quite the journey per, for personally and, and, and for the business. And, you know, we got into renovation loans, kind of stumbled on it. I remember reading a book and, and uh, saying, you have to network. So I went out to a chamber of commerce and, and did some networking. And I was the awkward guy in the corner. And mm-hmm. this realtor took pity on me and came over and talked to me. And she said, hey, I've got this 203K thing. Would you be interested? And of course, when you're young, you just want to say yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, you need the money, you need the job. And that's kind of where it started. Um, And, uh, you know, it kind of blew up from there. Um, And learning all about these renovation loans has been, you know, been been quite the experience. So why... Why did you decide to jump into renovation loans? And is the 203C the loan to work with? Yeah, for sure. So there's two two big loans, and and these aren't these are regular government backed. So most most mortgages, if anybody's bought a house, typically their mortgage gets ends up being backed by the government. So Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, all those are all the big mortgage names. They actually have these renovation portions of it. So the the FHA 203K and the Fannie Mae Homestyle are really the big two loans that we use all the time. And, you know, we don't use them. We just refer them out to the, you know, major lenders that all the household names know um, and some of the smaller boutiques that we work with. So tell me again about what's the pros and cons of working with some of these different kinds of loans. 
I mean, I've, I've heard people say that they don't want to get into them at all because they're really tricky and people default and all that sort of thing. How did you get around that or, you know? So uh, with anything, with, with, with the government, it's a lot of paperwork and there's a lot of red tape. But why I liked it is, is it elevated the company. So we had to operate at, with a lot more detail. So we, you know, our scope of work had to be broken down material and labor. Um, so it's, it brought, you know, it made us be the better company because of this. So, you know, it's, it's typically somebody in the state of Connecticut and even New England, there is a, most of the housing are, I think about 90% of houses are 30 years or older. So there is a need for remodeling. So the average, the average home buyer is going to go out. And they're going to, they can't find any house that's fully updated or it has that kitchen or that bathroom that they want, or maybe it it has an old boiler for heating or the roof and the windows. And they buy the house and think, oh, you know, I'm going to save, you know, I'll save up some money and maybe remodel or, or add to, or, you know, fix that roof down the road. And we know life happens. We never save that money. So what ends up happening is a lot of these buyers become really picky they try to find that perfect house and like i said in in this area of the united states which is very old housing stock they can never find it so i think some people just you know say hey let me let me stay renting so how the process works is is that they're going to find that house that maybe needs a little something and they're going to bring in instead of a home inspector they'll bring in a hud consultant and then work with a contractor and they'll put together all of the you know, deferred maintenance items that they might want and maybe the wish list items like that kitchen or even an addition. Mm-hmm. And what, what, what happens is it gets rolled into the mortgage. So the monthly payments are really low. It's probably the cheapest way to remodel because it's, it's government backed. So interest rates are low. It's in your mortgage. So it's amortized over 30 years. So when you, you know, we offer standard financing also to, through the company, but it doesn't, it doesn't make sense compared to these because you're, 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 you know, the cost of money is much cheaper and obviously your monthly payments much lower. So at that point, you know, they close on that house and the person might not, the buyer might move in a little a month or two later, you know, defer that moving in and have that contractor come in and get all the work done beforehand so that's another really great perk of it because even as a con- as contractors out there you know it's it's a pain in the neck when we're we're working with right. a family there and we have to plastic everything off and you know they're in and out and the, the, the cat's running out the door and we're all chasing it and you know it's very stressful so to be able to get a lot of this stuff done before somebody moves in it's beneficial for all parties so what have you seen in terms of your business and your closing ratio? I mean, I'm assuming this is something that after a client comes to you, you bring it up as an option for them? Yeah, so we, we you know, we, we target a lot of referral partners like realtors and loan officers because it's a solution for them. Um, but on, even on any call, you know, if, if somebody's like, oh, I only set aside this amount of money for the bathroom – we're like, hey, and they're like, oh, we're going to try to do the the the, uh, the kitchen, you know, next year. We'll say, listen, why don't you roll it into the mortgage? Let's get it all. Let's disrupt your life, you know, once and let's roll this in. This is so we will we will try to bring this option in, um, you know, in, on every sale and on, on every the sales consultants come in and they talk about that for everybody. 
Dave, I don't want to be um, Mr. Blockhead, but I just want to make sure I, I'm clarifying this. This is These loans are only for a new home purchase with a remodel. Nope. They're, 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 they work the best with that, but it can be refinanced too. So if you're sitting in your home right now and you're like, I need that new, especially with COVID, I need that home office, I need that kitchen, I need that bathroom, I, like the roof's leaking, and I lost my, you know, I, I, don't, I haven't set aside enough money. You can just, you know, call your local broker, your mortgage broker or your lender and ask them about it. And you can, you know, especially with interest rates so low, you can read. We've had people refinance their their home to a lower rate and still put the kitchen in and have a lower monthly payment. It's 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 uh, it's pretty cool stuff. But as opposed this is again, just to clarify, so doing, say, a 203 C loan is different than just going to the bank and saying, I want to refinance and take money out of my ha- out of the house. Yeah, good question. So that that's that's awesome. So why this is better is is that if somebody wants to use a home equity loan, you have to have equity in the home. Right? So that's that's where that your hands are really tied. Maybe you bought the house three years ago and just property pricing uh, housing pricing has not gone up. You might only be able to pull out 10 grand, 15, 20 grand. An FHA 203K or a home style is the future um, appraisal value. So if you're going to, you can put a $200,000 addition on as long as the, 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 you know, you're in a decent neighborhood in a decent area that the, it will appraise out. But it's the future value Got of the, the remodel, not what you have. So it's 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 kind of a no brainer in that. But but yeah, you're absolutely right. That's a very common way. I'm going to do a home equity loan. Mm-hmm. So now a lot of remodelers don't like to even get into financing. They don't offer it. They don't want to offer it. If they got into offering these types of loans, what sort of training is there? What sort of uh, investment and education. How long is it going to take for somebody to get up to speed so they don't make a dumb mistake in offering these to their clients? Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, we, we, we learned it all the hard way. There is actually a course. It's, um, it's a certification um, that is, is, is done. I think the guy's out of Arizona and he has a good, a nice little course for contractors. You can be a certified FHA 203K contractor. Uh, maybe you can put it in the show notes. I don't. I don't have any affiliate with him, but he uh, he. We use his course for all our new sales consultants, oh. um, and and you know, along with a lot of supplements from our side. But if 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 that's not something, if they just want to get you know more information on it, I would say you know find a HUD consultant, and there there's going to be some in your state. And call him up and say, hey, listen, I'm interested. Because they're looking for contractors all the time to refer out to that, that are willing to work work, work with them. And, and they'll give, you know, they're trained on this. The HUD consultant is the basically the inspector to make sure that you're not, you know, taking the money and going to Florida. Right. It's, it's, uh, it, they, they come in, they take photos and say, okay, you actually installed the windows. Now the bank, please give the money. So they protect the government. They protect the banks. So, so they would be a good resource to, to team up with and say, hey, listen, can you t- teach me how to do this? And they're very, usually very, you know, open. That's kind of how I got started was was with a couple good HUD consultants and they showed me ever, pretty much everything. 
Dave, so I, I'm actually going to jump around on you a little bit and, and take us back to earlier in the in the in the conversation because you said one thing that shot a little mental red flag up to me, and that is that using one of these loans, the remodelers are going to have to break down by labor as opposed to materials, and they don't. A lot of them don't like to break their projects out like that. So, if you could speak to that a little bit and what the requirements are, yeah. I think pricing is is probably what, what what's really lacking in the industry overall. You know, getting some standardized pricing and and really, you know, it's 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 uh, a lot of guys are operating. How busy am I? And that's what my price is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that needs to change because you don't you you really need to standardize your business and make things and understand exactly what you're going to make and what you need to make. So yes, you need to break it down material and labor um, for every, there's 35 categories that you need to break the project down into. So that can be challenging, but I'll tell you, doing that up front, you're not going to lose money in the job. You can't go into a project and throw out a number just based off of some historic. This will, this will force the contractor to just go line by line and really think through the project well, and say, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, my bigger concern, even for the ones that do have their their ducks in a row and know what they're doing, they don't like to give the homeowners a broken down, itemized pricing. You know, so is yeah. is I guess that's just <laughs> it is what it is. If they're going to do this, it, they have to itemize for the homeowner. It's definitely it's definitely fun. You know, because they'll look at it and say, hey, how are you charge? My uncle will do the hot water for half that price. And and you say you're hot and and you can just say, you know, like we're a company and, you know, it's different. It's it's, we're going to operate with the bank. You're getting this money. We have to be a, a, you know, we have to do it this way. We have to make money, too. You know, Mm -hmm. I think think that making a profit and building and remodeling is is like there's a negative kind of, you know, you know, we're offering a great service and we're in people's homes. We should be compensated for it. I think a lot of contractors don't feel that, you know, this is a good industry to be in. Yes, be it is. Now, you know, in a lot of the folks in our world, in our roundtables program and so on, look for gross profit margins between, you know, 32 and 42 percent, pretty broad range. But what sort of a margin are they allowed to make or on these projects that are done through these loans is there a limit is that all vetted by someone before it's approved yes yeah, so that's what the hud consultant is is in charge of to make sure you're hitting your industry um i mean although there's there's margins and markup you know a, 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 a different there's difference there and and what your your profit like we're only trying to shoot just to be completely transparent our profit mark uh, margin is is nine percent. Of course, we're a bigger company, so our markups are a bit. You know, we have to carry an office, and we have salespeople, we have project managers, and stuff like that. So we are, you know, our total I think is closer to fifty for our for a complete markup. Okay. All right. So, um, in is there any sort of a limitation on the amount of margin that you can add or mark up that you can do to the costs of a HUD project? Or do, they, do you have to build it into each of the line items? Are you going with straight costs and doing a... Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, So when you break it down, is, is are you filling out saying, okay, this is the, the materials price, but that's marked up, and this is my labor price, mar- price is marked up? 
Yeah, so that's a great, great question. I, I think it is a bit, they're not really getting that specific of what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. We, we have it built into, so we have it built into the, 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 the category price. Um, so it's, it's not that transparent of where our markups are. We also, you know, we're curating all where we buy our materials. We're curating all our subcontractors. So sure. we have good deals with our cabinet suppliers and our, and that are way below what the retail price is. So, you know, we're, you know, we're not going to say, you know, we kind of keep that not, not too transparent with that. Yep. Oops. Yep. Okay. So out of all of your business, would, do you mind giving us a rough range? You like over so much, you know, between this and this million in terms of revenue? Yeah, so we're on track to do six million this year. Okay, um, great. We were we we were hitting that. We're we're seeing it's kind of the cold COVID has been really interesting because you can kind of you follow we 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 monitor all our leads on HubSpot and you know it's it's a pretty cool tool if if if, if the, you know somebody to look into for contractors but for a CRM we can see like um, in Connecticut the the vaccines got moved up a month like where it was going to be eligible. And we uh, like, it was just, and then we had a couple warm days and it just started upticking where, you know, the, the office was, was alive and we're all excited. Yep. And, and uh, so who knows, who knows we've been, it's been pretty volatile, but. Um, yes. So out of that business, how much of that business are you doing through or with or in conjunction with these loans? You know, it, it actually is, it, it changes inversely to the housing market. So the housing market in Connecticut is crazy busy right now because of all New York and Boston has like, you know, they're not working in their offices anymore. So they've moved into Connecticut and it's mm-hmm. just skyrocketed the, the housing market. And that actually makes the loans go down because there's a lot of cash buyers. Oh. So when there's people coming in with cash, like, no one wants to deal with anything. They're like, whoever is going to give me the cash, I'm giving them the, sure. the house. Right. So our those loans actually start to we, we go down. But typically, our mix is eighty percent of of renovation loans to regular cash clients. Okay. Um, wow. Wow. That's very interesting. So, trying to stay in that niche, you know. I, I I all I all I just I just read, I podcast, and, and you know everybody tells me get a niche and stay in the niche. You yep. Know? So yep. We try to really we focus our marketing on our the renovation loan side. Now, do you find that there's a special kind of client that fits best as a demographic, a psychographic that that would be the perfect person for these types of loans? I, I we find that the minute anybody finds out about them, they end up wanting to do it. But typically, right now, our client is somebody that has done some research because they're not widely. Um, you know, promoted and they're not like a lot of people don't even know they exist. So we find that most of our clients have done some research or they, they've used a, uh, you know, their, their mortgage lender is promoting it or something like that. So Dave, another question with regard to the amount of work involved for you, the contractor to, to do that. Cause it's, this is the homeowner's loan and they're doing it through right. their bank for the most part. Right. right? So like if let's say you n- actually never even broached the subject with with a homeowner, you, you gave them a proposal and all that, and then um, the homeowner comes back and says, "Okay, this is great. I wanted to let you know I'm going to go with you, and we're going to do a 203C loan." So now 
I've just put on you if you are good with it, right? Because you're going to have to do a lot of work on your side, right? Yeah. So, it, you know, if you're if you're really used to not breaking your proposals down, that's going to be a bit of a challenge. Mm-hmm. But I would I'd really just recommend it to just to do that. Like it's good business practice to know where your pricing is going to be. Right. Um, for sure. Yeah, they yeah, probably so, have it broken down internally, but they don't really present that to the homeowner. Right. So the, yeah, that was that is one one. Um, you have to break it down. There is a bit of vetting with the with the. So you know your your license, your insurance. You're going to fill out some applications where they're going to do. You know they're going to call your past clients. They're going to make sure some some lenders will make sure that you're funded so that you have enough money in your bank account that you can because you do not get money up front for a for some of these loans, um, there, there is one that you will get money up front, but typically it's just a small portion for your material. So it is progress payments. So the company needs to be somewhat funded. You need to be able to get work done. Um, and then you get paid, but it, it makes it, it just, it forces you to be just better at everything. Cause now you have to think about cash flows. Right. Is there a limit to the size of these loans? So within mortgages, there is, there is some, there is some limits to, you know, you, in, in, based off of the zip codes in Connecticut, it's typically in the 600,000 range. Um, and then you jump into a jumbo loan and these are not el- eligible in jumbo loans. So it's okay. Gotcha. Typically below 600,000 would be a good, but we're doing, I think right now, one of the sales guys is working on one that's like, like $400,000 addition. Wow. So it's, 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 you know, they obviously that's a, they bought a hundred thousand dollar house. So oh. it's, it needs some work. It needs a 500. Wow. And we're in the state of Connecticut. It's probably pricing when I'm throwing pricing out state of Connecticut. It's pretty expensive. So overall mm-hmm. the standard of living is pretty high. So it's, and, and the rates on these loans are pretty much the same as mortgages and they're going to be a slight tick up just because there's a bit more risk for the lender. Got it. Um, they do, they do go, you know, they, they, they can go sideways. So, so in your opinion, this looking at these types of loans, becoming familiar with them and beginning to use them in your remodeling business as a way to finance projects is a no brainer. Yeah. Because if you do unsecured debt, for financing, meaning like it's basically a credit card and that would be all those big companies that, you know, Hearth and Green Sky and all of those. Um, they're just, it's not, a, you know, the interest rates somewhat higher because it's unsecured and the monthly, so that pushes really the monthly payment and they don't have anything that's amortized out. The, the most you can do on those loans are typically 10 years. It's just not a good solution for, for a client. Like these are a bit more work up front, but you can get like, I think people remodel to their budget, but they really need to make that. That's why a lot of stuff is half done. Like you should just take the time, do it the right way, bring the right company in, get it done completely. And so you can, you don't have to worry about it. It seems like it's a, it's a good tactic to have in your back pocket if you have someone that, because of the fact that it's future appraised value, you can say, you know what, Mr. Homeowner, why don't we take it to your dream instead of cutting back to your budget? And here's how we can do that. Mm-hmm. So it seems like a way to, to take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
That's that's really interesting. I, I had no idea personally. No, me um, either. The only thing, um, hopefully, you have an idea about this. We're about to do the lightning round. Oh, all right. I think I'm prepared. I listen to you guys, so I, I know. I, don't, don't throw too much at me. All right. And now, here's the Remodeler's Advantage Lightning Round. It's a trap. Okay, we're putting 60 seconds on the clock. Here we go. What is your favorite business book and why? Oh, Enith really starts you thinking in a different way. I know that everybody says that, but... um. Emeth, the uh, was was great for me. Think and grow, grow rich. Um, yeah, all of those ones that everybody says. <laughs> if you weren't the president of an owner of fine home contracting, what do you think you'd be doing? I don't know, doing yoga on a mountain somewhere, but probably teaching. I enjoy it. What are you not very good at? Uh, I, I hate I hate that uh, public speaking, being in, the, in a crowd, social activities. That mountain doing yoga is, is where I want to be. <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car, which would you clean first? Uh, the desk. In one word, describe your high school self. Even who? I don't <laughs> think anybody even knew I existed. <laughs> What's something you know now that you wish you knew when you were 20? You, can, you really have the power to really shape your destiny. I think people don't realize that. That's good. Cool. That's good. All right. This has been awesome. Thank you so much. Now, you, do you have a new book out? I do. I just wrote Fine Home Contracting, Finding, Fixing, and Funding Your Dream Home or Investment Property. It is on Amazon. You can find it at our website at finehomecontracting slash book, or and you can find it anywhere books are sold. Awesome. That's great. Now, before we let you go, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you. Be kind to yourself. I think if you're a small business owner, you're extremely driven and you beat yourself up daily. Yeah. And we're here just to learn and figure our lives out. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, be your friend. Yeah. You, don't wanna, you know, yeah. you got to be your best friend. It's tough. It's yeah. tough without it. All right. That's perfect. Thank you so much. It was a great having you on. Um, and, uh, you know, we appreciate you taking the time out. Absolutely. It was a great honor. Nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. Thank you, man. That was a really interesting conversation, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I had no idea this was a thing even. So (laughs) it was interesting as heck to me. Yeah. So I think he's really mastered this thing for their business. I wonder how long it took them to learn how to fill out the paperwork properly and to streamline it. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I think that you and I made a boo-boo in the middle of this uh, conversation. What do you mean? I think that we said, both of us at separate times said 203C when it actually is a 203K. Oh. Really? Yes. Who said it first, you or me? I believe I did. Ah, so it's your fault. Yeah, that's fine. I I was just following you. (laughs) Yeah, I'll take it. I'll fold the sword for that one. Well, I guess we'll find out when we hear the replay. You know, but some of these... Well, the other one was called Home Style, so we got that right at least, right? I think so. Okay. I don't know about that one. Um, you know, it's. I think that having something like this, knowing about it, making an informed decision as to whether or not you want something like this or these tools to be part of your toolkit when you go in to work with a homeowner could be really valuable. Yeah, it's it, anything that you can do to, to make the homeowner's life easier is always going to be a good thing to have in your back pocket. and. 
like I said, it just it does seem like something nice to have if if you've got that homeowner that okay you're you're at the top of the budget they're they're not mm-hmm. even quite to where they want to be and they're kind of trying to bring it back some but mm-hmm. you know I do it seems to me that the the that itemized breakdown of stuff could be a a hindrance for some well you know it's just like the insurance field the insurance market when you're remodeling in the insurance market you have to learn how to work the system a bit and i'm not saying that in like in an illegal way or anything but you have to learn how to build your pricing in a way that allows you to make the money you need and, and not offend i mean it's, it's and declare gone. it so that they can mm-hmm. see that this is where all the stuff is going yeah uh yeah i don't know so anyway, um, another another opportunity to learn and to potentially bring in more business, especially that course he talked about. We should find out exactly what the name of that was and add that to the show notes. Okay. I'll put you in charge of that. You can okay. email him. All right. I will. I will. <laughs> He's a nice guy. He'll help. Yeah, he'll help. Well, we want to thank David for sharing this really interesting angle on um, on loans. <laughs> and, yeah. And we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I am Mark Harari. And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next week. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a beautiful day. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a beautiful day.